Hey everybody, it's Brad. I wanted to take a minute and start this episode a little bit different because this is a special episode. As you can tell by the title, Zach Broke 90. And while listening to this episode, I don't think that we celebrated Zach Breaking 90 enough. It's a great episode, but we should have really gone after celebrating Zach Breaking 90. Now whether you're trying to break 110 or Maybe you're just getting started in golf, or you're going for a 59. Any accomplishment out as a golfer is incredible, especially when you put a lot of hard work and dedication into it. So, Zach, congratulations on breaking 90. You're a great co-host. So take a moment. Enjoy the music as it fades out, because real soon, I'll be back to destroying you in arguments. And always remember, drain them bogeys. So wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I need you to pause right there. We're making a golf <laughs> podcast, and you just openly admitted that you're swinging at the ball and have no idea what's going on. Is it standing water? No, it was standing mud. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Unforgettable Golf. As always, I'm Brad, and joining me today, Zach. Say hello to everybody. What's up, guys? So Zach and I just wanted to start off this episode with a big thank you to anybody that's listening to us. Um, We've noticed people throughout the U.S. and honestly, throughout even other parts of the world, Europe and... uh, we just wanted to say thanks. We appreciate you spending an hour of your time with us. We probably don't deserve it. Um, but if you like our content, you know, let us know. And if you don't like it, let us know. Uh, maybe we'll change some things up or maybe we'll just keep it exactly the same. And you can either choose to listen to us or not. But if you choose to, thanks. We, we, really, uh, we really enjoy seeing all the feedback we get. Yeah, the- our, lis- our listeners in uh, Germany and Belgium... You guys are day ones. That's pretty cool. Like first episode, I don't know how you found it, but you've been listening to every episode. We can see it on our feed, which is really cool. And uh, I think you guys listened to it before even our family got to listen to it. So I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it's surprising, huh? To see the map pop up with all the different spots of people listening. Like, yeah, we don't know how you found our podcast because like we put our podcast out and let a couple people know and it's like 300th on the apple podcast like like you had to scroll for 30 minutes just to find it on that first episode so thanks um if you're just joining us and this is your first time listening to we hope to entertain you a little bit we also hope to get better at golf and this is our journey doing it and then you know we're going to get on some tangents here and there and hopefully you enjoy the ride so Zach, you want to start us off with uh, maybe just a couple round updates you have for us? Any funny stories? Any beavers? Anything like oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so I have a bunch of rounds to record because I've been golfing a nine-hole course like pretty frequently, but not really recording those because I realized really quick 
that it was driving my handicap way down. I started playing, I was playing decent golf there, you know, shooting like three over, four over, five over. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm doing really well, but three, nine hole courses, it's easy to stay consistent through nine holes, right? So I'm plugging that into my handicap tracker and I'm down to like a seven handicap. I'm like, something's not work right here. And it's taken my 18 whole rounds and everything. And I, I mean, I was playing good. It was, it was a neat experience. Cause my wife came along with me. Like she doesn't like golf, doesn't really do much, but she sat in the cart, read her book while I was just playing. And it was like, I found out by myself that when I'm playing at a quick pace where I hit, go up to my ball, figure out what shot I'm taking, hit again. I seem to play way better than if I'm playing with four people and uh, I wait for them to take their shots and I get them a ball. I don't know if it's me thinking about it too much or what. Got to play a lot of good stuff. I gave myself a ton of birdie opportunities, which is really rare for me because usually I'm sitting there trying to save par or, sit there, or save a bogey. And um, I had them rolling pretty good. I mean, end over end, my putting's getting better. Um, my approach shots, I need to work with that. For some reason, it's been off this week. When you say approach shots, what are you talking? Wedges, short irons, everything? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much like anything like an eight iron down to my 60 degree. Um, I just seem to be pulling them to the left every single time. And I don't know if it's just me getting too quick with my swing or getting a little crazy. You know, I put up a video on the Instagram of like me hitting my nine iron and uh it was a good shot. I hit it like 160 yards, but you instantly said like, dude, you swing like John Daly, which is like, his yeah. swing is really weird. Right. So it's like, yeah, if I can like, jump in here for a second, Zach, I just want to say that I have never seen Zach swing and Zach has never seen me swing because we lived on opposite ends of the country and we've never played golf together. So as soon as you sent me that video, I was like, okay, great shot. You swing exactly like your boy. And I honestly think it's just because, like, I mean, John Daly swung like that when he was skinny, too. He just has always had a wild swing. But well, speaking of John Daly, I watched a 30 for 30 about him. Yeah. And he said that when he was two years old, now I don't know if it was a junior or adult set, but he was playing with real clubs. He wasn't playing with plastic clubs or whatever. And so the club just kept going and going and going and going back because it was too heavy for him. So then, you know, that is just the swing he had. And that led to the long John rip it and grip it. Yeah. And I honestly think the way I developed that type of swing, cause like I've always liked John Daly, but I never really took like, wasn't going to sit there and try to mimic somebody's swing. Um, I honestly feel like the reason why it's like that is because when I was first learning how to golf and like just trying to keep my arms straight, but didn't feel natural now I just like kind of view my whole arm just as like a, a pendulum. It's an extension of the club. So I'm just letting that thing almost when it gets back from a backswing, it's just whipping back there. And then I'm letting it come back. And as I'm coming back, I'm releasing my hips and just trying to generate the power with my arms just kind of swinging at the ground. And I think that's why you brought out the point, like after seeing it, like, do you think that's why you get beaver tails like so massively sometimes? You don't have the control of the clubs. And honestly, it's probably it because, you know, when I hit the ball, the right like get good connection with it like compress it nice i mean that thing is just gone it, it's i can hit a nine iron like 170 yards but it's very rare that i get that good of a shot right so like i'm usually fattening it a little bit so I'm, my nine iron is like 155 you know so it's like when i'm hitting it well 
I can get the distance, but I think if I could learn how to control it, like John Daly learned how to control it, I might be a little bit better off, but I'm still an amateur. I'm just swinging that club sometimes. Yeah. That's the whole thing too. Like we we've had discussions on what do you want? Do you want distance or control? You know, and golf has always been control um, until probably tiger, right. Then they're trying to golf courses would try to tiger proof courses because he was hitting the ball so far, but he had control too. And now you got even farther down the spectrum, you got uh, Bryson who's just like, I'm going to hit the ball 400 yards on my drive and see what happens. So, you know, lots of different ways to play golf. As long as you're shooting good numbers, who cares how long your backswing is? Yeah. I mean, but like I told you before too, um, actually the first time I told you about this is yesterday. Um, one time I was swinging my driver. (laughs) Like I have the same exact whippiness in the backer. We need to come up with a like a little <laughs> intro music when it's like Zach's story time. It'll be like boop 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 boo. Story time by Zach. All right, keep going. But basically, like I get so whippy back there sometimes, and that's another thing when I talked about in the other podcasts, like I feel a little too loose. And I think sometimes, like honestly, the one time I swung the driver and it came back around so far, it actually like left my hands in my grippers and smacked me in the face. The head <laughs> of the club came around, like wrapped around my neck and hit me. So I'm like what the heck just happened i wasn't sure what happened and then it's like that, that's what that's what the club literally came flying around and like boomeranged around my neck and hit me came out of my hands but that's when i started learning that hey i need to have a tight grip on this thing because sometimes it's gonna want to go but um yeah it's it's very untraditional swing my dad's always made fun of me for it um i think a lot of it has to do too with like like you talked about a lot of my just from looking at the swing, a lot of my power is just coming from, it's on more hips than anything, right? Not using a ton of my arms. But um, I think a lot of that comes from baseball swinging too. Like my baseball swing was a whole lot of just generating power from my lead leg in through my hips. Yeah, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with yeah. generating power from the ground. That's what we want to do, right? We just, when we mistime it, that's yeah. when we, we get foot long and... Yeah. <laughs> muddy bev and whoever else you're going to introduce us to this week well yeah and actually yeah i ended up with a good one on one of my rounds uh it's stuck to the face of the club i have a picture of it and after we put this episode up i'll post it on social but do you have a name it, for it yet I, I mean it was a really sticky one so i mean I, i'm thinking I'm thinking we got to add Vicky to the, the Beaver community with Sticky Vicky. It just rhymes Dang, together. Sticky Vicky. Um, it, it, it was kind of interesting. I sent you a picture of it and you were like, what am I looking at? Because the entire <laughs> clever, it looked like you took a, it looked like you took a picture of the grass and I'm like, okay, thanks. Thanks for sending me a picture of a fairway. You're trying to tell me I'm never in one. And then all of a sudden from the grass, you can see that a hosel and a, club emerge from it and then beneath that then you see this big old <laughs> mud chunked out divot yeah yeah the whole the whole club head of the iron was just it got a nice little planted fairway on it with you know it just i don't even know what to call it really because it was just like it stuck there real good i chunked it pretty bad and surprisingly i didn't get all of the club but it it, it launched off there pretty nice so i mean <laughs> 
Did it work? No, I didn't get all the club out of it, but it was a nice trajectory. It went up there. I almost put it on the green. So it's like, eh, you know, sometimes the uh, sometimes the beavers is just there in your favor, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I don't know how many beavers we want to talk about, but yeah, I had a pretty neat one. You know, it was, didn't look too, too bad. Um, I did chunk it off of a tee box on a par three. Par threes tend to eat me up. But again, like the launch on it was great. I ended up being on, on the fringe of the green. But it was, uh, I sent you another picture of it. And it was a little bit chunky. You know, it wasn't the most perfect divot, but it looks pretty good. But I don't think it was nice enough to add to the beaver community. It's not going to add too much to society. So we don't want those ones. <laughs> so this is like, this is an ordinary beaver. We only yeah, yeah, want yeah. like high class, special. Yeah, yeah. We're still outstanding beaver citizens. Well, I mean, Long John Tom, he's a little bit out there, but you know, we need somebody that has uh, something special to add to that community. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I had a, I got some breaking news, Brad, you know, with one of my rounds. And actually, um, it had just happened. And the scorecard says an 82, but I took technically two mulligans because I had a drive that I lost in a fair in a rough off the edge of the fairway, could not find it. So I took a drop and then funny story. And you said it sounds suspicious, but I was taking a practice swing on a par five off the tee box. And I was doing like, I always do like a little half swing just to get like my arms feeling okay. And so I was, your half swing is anybody else's full swing though. Yeah, probably. And like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just go and I mean, it took it right off the tip of the driver and just like shanked the thing 70 yards. And I was like, Oh crap. I'm sitting there like looking at the ground, looking at where the ball went, looking at the ground. Like if I was playing in a tournament, that would count. I was like, well, I'll just hit another one. Ended up just pure in one, like 300 yards down the driveway. Uh, yeah. Driveway. <laughs> down the fairway. Pure one, 300 yards down the fairway. I was like, Oh, okay. That's good. Brad doesn't need to know about that one. If the score is good today, but I felt bad because the round I just played before this one with the day before I shot a 91 did not play very good. So I'm like to almost have 10 stroke. I had nine stroke difference from day to day was like kind of crazy to me. But if you count those two shots that I kind of screwed up, um, I shot an 84. So I'm super pumped because it puts me down in there, but me and you talked about it a little bit. I played good today. Like, it sounds a little bit crazy, but I only had I had three birdies and four pars and only two double bogeys to the day. Now, when I was playing, I was kind of scared to look at it because I'm sitting there, bogey, bogey, bogey. Then I get a birdie, then par, then bogey. And it's like in my head, the math wasn't adding up. So I'm like, I'm having a horrible day. But then I started calculating on the back nine which probably shouldn't have because I was playing okay. And I was just like, oh, snap, I got a chance here. I was only – I think I messaged you and said I was like, what, I was plus, plus nine through 12 or something? Yeah, it was something where you would have had to, like, monumentally blow up every hole on the which way. Which I've, I've done that. So, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I broke 90. I'm excited. Do I stay in the 80s? I really don't know because I just think I had one of those weird – very well played days today and uh i just don't know if i stay in the 80s or not if this was like 
that mental barrier that broke that. And it's like, okay, I already did it once. Now do I, now am I going to be hovering around, you know, the 88, 89, 90 area now, you know, cause all it takes really, I've been shooting consistent 91s. Um, so it's like, there was that, that one or two strokes just need to come off that were different. But one thing I see is going to be an issue for me is like I was saying earlier, my approach shots, um, I seem to be pulling it all to the left. And then I'll adjust myself that hit like for the pole and I end up hitting the straight. And it's like, what the heck is going on? So I'm working on that now. Golf is one of those things for me that I told you the driver's working. I'm hitting a thing like 290 consistently now. I don't know what happened. Don't know why it's swing low. It got warmer here. So that's probably why it is traveling a little bit further. Yeah, um, warmer and drier. Yeah. So like I had like very numerous drives over this last week and there were over 300 yards, which is awesome. But now all of a sudden my wedges and like short irons are not working for me. I'm missing approach shots by like, not just by like on the edge, I'm missing them by like 15 yards and then I'm having to chip up or and on. And you know how that goes. I thin one across the green takes off running on me, you know? So if one thing works, something fails. And if that stuff was working, I would only be hitting a hundred yard drives. Yeah. It, it's funny you say that because in my latest round, I cannot hit driver. Um, I had good drives. I mean, I sent you one where I drove the ball yeah. 326 um, based off of the cart GPS, right? So there's no cheating that. Um, granted, it's downhill, but I don't care what it is. You hit a drive 326, cart yeah, GPS proves it, you know? You have 75 yards in on a par four right like you're loving that um but pretty much other than that i had no ball flight i would still hit good drives and put them out 250 270 but i'm talking like again stingers like 20 feet off the ground just nothing really crazy good i mean i had a couple that were really good i mean you know i'd take them every day of the week but I was also having ones that just immediately sliced right, sliced left, or, you know, pulled left. Um, but my irons, four to nine, were on fire. I didn't miss hit a single iron shot all day to the point where my playing partner was like, why don't you just hit four off the tee? And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I have I to get the driver going. That. I was going to tell you that when you told me you couldn't get the driver going, but your irons were hot at that point in time, I probably would have put the driver in the bag and just been hitting irons off the tee box. So what, what are you hitting your four iron right now? Under control. It's going to two ten in the air. Okay. Yeah. See, I, get, I hit mine like 195, 200, right? And if my driver is not working and that thing is, I'm hundred percent pulling off because 200 in the fairway or, you know, 250 in the woods, I take the fairway all day, you know? Yeah. But it goes back to the fact I have to have my driver working if I'm going to shoot good. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. So it's kind of one of those things where I shot a 97 today and I texted you multiple times, find a new co-host. You I'm were gone. Golf. I'm done with golf. This is so stupid. But then you get back in the car and my playing partner is like, neither of us broke a hundred today, did we? And I'm like, there's no freaking way. I was like 16 over on the front nine. 
right? And I'm talking about, oh, we need to be in the 80s, you know, out into <laughs> the universe, right? Like, and then I go 16 over on the front nine. Then the back nine, I caught fire though. I mean, I wasn't hitting driver well. And I think I played the back nine. I don't know what the math was. I'd have to look at the card, but it was like, I went bogey, birdie, bogey, par, 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 bogey, par, bogey, bogey. And so it was like, what was that? Five over? I don't know. I don't know what the math was, but I played a really good back nine and I was sitting there like, what's going on? Trying to figure it out. And I told you, I didn't warm up. I am not good enough to not warm up and not try to figure some things out before the round. Um, and maybe if I figure out my driver a little bit, maybe that's a better score. But even my playing partner was like, dude, you're the streakiest person I know with your driver. He's like, when you have it, he's like, that thing is dialed. He's like, you don't miss with your driver. He's like, you'll be hot. You'll put him 300 yards in the middle of the fairway every single time. And he's like, it's the most frustrating thing. And I was like, imagine being me knowing you can do that. And then one day you just can't hit it. So I do want to bring on a, a guest and he's in some of our videos and he's helping us out with some of the stuff like that. And cause I play a lot with him and I want him to talk about it too, because he's seen it when my driver's on, it's like, I'm a different player. Um, but it's not on consistently. So I think for me, one of the goals is I have to figure out my driver. And if that takes me going to the range every day and spending $200 and 30 hours like you, then I think I have to do it because even though my irons were great and my putting wasn't bad, my chipping kind of let me down a little bit today, but you just can't be taking penalties or even, you know, hitting your ball 150 behind a tree and then having to essentially take a penalty. So your, your best you're going to get is double bogey, right? Yeah. Maybe by a miracle you get bogey, right? But you can't be doing that. Not if you're going to shoot low scores. So that was my one round. Um, you had a good one though before that. that yeah. I don't want to talk about the good one though. Cause I hate that golf course so much. Yeah. But I mean, I was trying to find the voice clip you sent me days prior and said, I'm calling it now. So I'm going to shoot 80 on there. I'm going to shoot 80 on there. I'm trying to find should, it. But... I think we should pause right here and let me insert that clip post editing. What do you think? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. So I might've just had a golf revelation. I'm sitting here in traffic driving to. This is it, isn't it? Uh, meet my boss at one of the properties. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is it. I feel really good about my golf game. But something's just not clicking. But I'm still putting up fairly decent scores. I'm still, my bad days are right at 100 or below 100. And without having my best sh uh, best stuff, I'm shooting 90, 90, 90, 93, 95, 97, okay? So, one, I gotta put in more work to get a little bit better. But two, it's okay to not have your best stuff because how often are we, we really going to have our best stuff and still shoot a low number? So I have to get over the fact that I'm not going to have my best stuff every time I play. And I just have to accept that and I have to go out and shoot a low number anyway. So I'm calling it right now and I want you to save this clip 
because if it happens, this clip is going into the podcast. I am going to shoot in the 80s Thursday without my best stuff. I guarantee it. And that's what we have right there. I just got the chills. Yeah. And what did what did you literally like we went through and you were sending me some videos and stuff. So I wanted some content. That's another thing, too. You did this while filming content for and at a course I freaking hate. When I say I hate this course, it angered me showing up to this course in the morning. I was like, I do not want to be here right now. I will I will pay more money to go someplace else. And by the end of the day, that anger and hatred for the course rubbed off my playing partner too. Yeah. So kind of talking about the content. So the first drive, I had a good drive. It leaked a little right, but first swing of the day, normal warm-up. And then we posted the video where I just absolutely chunk one. I would I probably took a beaver tail that would have made you proud. It's like 50 <laughs> yards out, right? And I chunk it. Okay, well, whatever. I'm not loose. Second shot of the day. It is what it is. Then I think after that, I ended up saving bogey. Then I got a par, I want to say, on the next hole. And then like a bogey. And then I'm playing well. I'm not playing great, but I'm playing well. But I feel like I'm not playing well. And so we get through the front nine. We grab a hot dog. Not a turkey sandwich, a hot dog. Which I got the pictures of the hot yeah, dog. Yeah, I too, sent you cause... a picture of a hot dog. I think you should post yep. that because doesn't that look delicious? With the thing that says, also, hashtag glizzies are in today with three exclamation points. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so we grab a hot dog and a soda and a bag of chips. And I'm like, I turn to Garrett. Garrett, it's a new back nine, right? Like, we're going to turn it around right here. And I proceed to double bogey it. <laughs> a par three it's like 170 par three and i hit a good tee shot i think i like i chunked a chip and then bladed it in two putt right and i'm like well day's over let's just shut it down let's just be stupid let's figure out what we can get and uh we walk up to the next tee box and that's when i recorded the drive that he goes it's to the moon right yeah <laughs> so i hit that really well i just I think I got under it a little bit too much and that ball went dead straight 250 yards in the air, but it probably went up about 400. Like that thing was so high. Yeah. If you look at the video on Instagram, I didn't give you justice with the shot tracer. No, no, that's the world's worst (laughs) shot tracer. I want to point that out there. That was a really good shot. It just went a little bit too high. Um, I have it going like 60 yards and the (laughs) <laughs> so when I turn around and I look all confused, I'm like, why did that go so high? But it's in the fairway. We drive up to it. Um, it's under a tree. It's not under a tree, but I don't have a shot into the green and it's on a hill in the fairway. So I pull out my four iron. I'm like, I'll try to keep it under the tree, play like a bump and run up to the green. That doesn't work out so well. And then we get the next video where I am in front of the bunker. And Floppy McGee is introduced to everybody. <laughs> now, Garrett will have to vouch for this when he comes on soon. We hope to have him on soon. But I don't know what it is. But sometimes I just pull out these shots that I have no, no like business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should not hit a flop shot there, right? But I do well, it and it's stuck to like two feet. Yeah. What's even crazier, too, is like the way you hit it, right? When you watch a pro sometimes hit those flop shots, you see 
a full like swing through and you see like the full extension of like their swing coming through when you hit that it kind of looked like a snap you just chunked it but that's what you needed there you needed to almost drive that ball almost into the ground so just spun out you know and it was beautiful went up it's hard to tell in the video but you get a glimpse of that ball as soon as he comes around the corner and it's like literally like it's like oh dang that was one heck of a shot like yeah and what you don't see is me and him are looking at it in the air like oh crap you just jarred it and it hits the other side of the bunker and that's a down slope now we didn't see it because we're beneath the hole we can't see over the bunker we think it landed somewhere on that down slope and just trickled right towards the hole. And then I went up, I tapped in for par. Okay. Now I don't know what it was that flop shot or we were having fun or the energy from the hot dog. I can't tell you. <laughs> I caught fire. I think. Really? After that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Floppy <laughs> McGee, my hair. It's like, I'm a, I'm one of the fantastic four. My hair just lights on fire. Well, you become that video where that guy's trying to fit his round of golf in while the clubhouse is burning now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was me. Um, so we walk up to the next tee box and this is probably going to get, this is getting long for our listeners. I'm sure. So I'll, I'll wrap it up here, but I go, Garrett, I'm aimed at that palm tree. I'm going to hit that palm tree. Yeah. Okay. Brad, like whatever. You're not, you're not good enough to call your shots. And it goes right at the palm tree. And then we hear it knock into the palm tree. And I was like, this is it. And so after that, I was playing par golf for four or five holes. And I texted you that. And at the turn, I had no business even being close to breaking 90. Then I went on that par streak. And I think through six, I was two over on the back nine. Something like that. And we reached this par five and I took a double on it. So I'm going into 18 and I know all I need to do is not double bogey it. And I break 90 and I step up and I hit the worst tee shot I could have hit. I mean, just God awful hosel shank 90 degrees, right. Went farther, right. than it did forward. And Gary looks at me. He's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to hit another one because I, I at least want to know the fact that I could hit another one. And I hit the best shot I could have hit. I mean, this thing was like up in the air, landed softly. It's like four feet past the hole when we roll up to it. And he's like, so what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to put this in and call it a birdie and get out of here with an 87. <laughs> he's like, what? I'm like, no, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it as a re-hit. So I ended up walking away with a four which I'd have to look at the scorecard and I didn't have it in front of me, but I ended up shooting either an 88 or an 89 on a course I hate. And I didn't play that well. I mean, I caught fire on the back nine, which I did again today, but it's really frustrating that the front nine is so awful for me. Well, see, that's what's funny is like the front nine is usually my good. Like if we ever play in like a scramble together or something, we're going to be, we're going to be golden. Cause the front nine, I get, I get hot through holes. Like, you know, four through nine. And I'm like, this is great. And I get the whole 10 and I'm just like, what just happened? <laughs> like, but you told me that's my selection Gatorade. That's what's happening there. Yeah. That, that Gatorade Arctic, what was it? Green Arctic blast. Come on, man. I have the picture. Get an right OG here. flavor. Uh, well, see, I gotta go. It's Arctic blitz for anybody that wants to know. It's the crisp and cool Gatorade frost. It's not even a color. It's like a, it's like a, football play it's arctic blitz on three ready 
<laughs> like what it well, take blitz come on man I, it tastes pretty good i can't complain about it but yeah i mean overall so you broke 90 like you said to me days before you played which is freaking awesome right right that's that's cool that's hollywood that you stuff that. you know that's like we made it up but yeah and what this is our going to be our fifth episode here and we both have broke 90 now so like for me my goal is now stay in the 80s like like i said before like this might have been my best round i play this year but if i can stick in like the upper 80s i'll be happy what about you i know you've already broke 90 before but you tend you ended up going back into 90s you had to break it again because you know well i might end up there again too it feels like you text me about every day i'm at the range i'm i'm on the course i'm on nine holes yeah i'm like crap when am i gonna get back out um so what in in two weeks i played two rounds and and when you add up all your different rounds and all your Uh, practice you might be seven rounds in right i i have actually it's been it's kind of disgusting on how much golf i've played in the last two weeks just because like i've had some extra time my work goes back to it goes back to what i said i think in the first podcast maybe the second like you're not you're i'm not playing and i'm not practicing what do i expect yeah. So I'm trying to get back to practicing. I'm going to try to play two times a week. I don't know how realistic it is that I'm going to play twice a week. Um, you know, when a golf round's four or five hours, that's 10 hours of your week without practicing. Then you add practice on. I mean, I don't know that I have the 30 hours a week to devote to it. And I think you're seeing the results of that. So I think for yeah. me, my goal is to, I want to get better around the greens. You know, I want to be able to save more. Even if it's for bogey, I want to get up and down for bogey or par or whatever. And I just need my driver to stay consistent. Yeah. So like, basically you want to be able to, if you're on the edge of the green, you want to be able to chip it on there and then one putt, right? You want to be able to get up and yeah, down. I want to be able to, I want to be able to scramble at a high rate. Yeah. Even if that's scrambling for bogey, you know, we're not, yeah. we're not good enough to have two putt pars every time. Right. Yep. Even the pros aren't, I mean, you know, you'll watch guys and they'll, they'll scramble at like 75% of the time. So they're saving a lot of pars, right? So you do that. That's all short game, right? That's chip shots. That's sand shots um, and putting, getting better at putting. I don't know. And then, yeah, my driver can be so hot and cold. I got to get it to stay more hot than it is cold. And I don't mind taking a slice out of bounds here and there and taking a penalty here and there, but when it is every hole, then it wears on your confidence. And then you're like, what do I do? I pull out the three wood and I hit it exactly like the driver. I'm like, I always hit three wood good. What is going on? Then I refuse to take four iron off the tee because I just do for some reason. Um, Got to get the driver going. It just, it's not an option. And I, like, I, you know, we talked, I just, I hit one 326. Yeah. If you could do that every time. I don't even care if I can't if I can't hit it 300, but give me 275 dead straight in the fairway. I'll take it all day. Yeah. That's the same way I am too. Like there's times that I struggle so bad, like, and it's like the simplest things. Oh, I was my foot. Like, this is what I think it is, but probably isn't. But like, I noticed, Oh, my footing, I was standing up a little bit too far on the ball or, Oh man, I loosened up my grip too much. Now, Oh, that's something I forgot to say. My my slice made a reappearance. It hasn't reappeared in like a year, and it decided it was going to reappear for two holes and then go back away. I don't know what happened, what changed, mm-hmm. but it reappeared itself where 
literally I hit the ball and it starts left, which has been what I've been doing. Been pulling some drives to the left, some are dead straight, but it started left and just took this nice big old massive hook and put me in the woods on one of my rounds. But I was like, that's odd. Haven't seen that in a while. Um, yeah, if I can just get the driver staying where it's at right now to where I'm giving myself the, the chance at putting something on the green and then my second shot, I'll, I'll be happy, but no guarantees there. And actually I wanted to bring up like, you know, this, this podcast is changing lives for some people, you know, um, my dad, he, uh, he was, didn't want to become known as Mr. Mulligan. So well, we're, we're well past that. Would it be like four episodes? You've thrown him under the bus. Yeah. 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 Well, he, he says, if you put it out to the world that I take, you know, 75 mulligans around. So he, he told is that me, wrong? Like, do we need to retract that? I'm exaggerating a little bit, right. With 75, but he does, he, he would take a ton of mulligans, but I think I need to take back what I said, because this last time we golfed, he, I think, honestly, I could say he took two mulligans, the entire 18 holes. And he shot a 106. And I looked at him at the end of the day and I said, you take 75 mulligans a game. <laughs> and you shoot like a 115 and a 120. You took none today and you shot a 106. And he was like, I'm just trying to get better. I'm taking it a little bit more seriously. So the mental mindset that he has now is I need to take this a little bit more seriously. And it, it took now for me and you. We try to take it seriously. It might not yeah, take we just off get, 10 we strokes. Get worse. When I, I take it yeah. too serious, I get worse. So, Yeah, but for him, like, it made – he because this podcast is changing his golf game. And honestly, he's swinging the club well, but he's having some issues with the knee right now. He's getting x-rays, MRIs on it. Uh, he's having some nerve issues. So it's like – there any, Are there any other, like, uh, you know, issues that he's having with health-related that, like, you just want to air out to the world at this point? No. Any really embarrassing no. creams or <laughs> – Dad, I, I renewed your hemorrhoid creams, by the way. We <laughs> <laughs> just want to point no. out there that – But, then, uh, like, I'm pointing out he has a bad knee right now because when he's doing that transfer of weight, you know, coming from the front to the back, it's his back leg. And probably the swing. hemorrhoids. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as he transfers that weight, you could see him wanting to like, he starts to wince and want the buckle, you know, which is kind of screwing up your swing when you can't transfer weight properly. So like, it's impressive that he's actually learned, like hitting, striking the ball the way he was striking it this weekend was impressive. Even the one guy I golf with that he's a consistent mid eighties guy he golfs with. He's trying to shoot under 80. He said, he's like, man, your dad's a completely different golfer this weekend than what he was last. And I was like, yeah, I don't get it. He's hitting everything. Granted, he's like, was hitting everything, you know, 150 yards, driver, 150, seven iron, 150, pitching wedge, 150, but he was making good contact with the ball. And like, for him, that's a big deal. So it's like, it was cool to see that happen. And it's all because like we talked about him and we aired it out to the world is what he said but you know the people that listen to it got to hear that my dad's a horrible golfer and i think he's going to get better over uh, probably about this year i would say he might break 100 this year if he keeps up working with it depending on what happens with his knee if he has to get surgery or something it might set him back but hey my dad's on board getting better too he's on this bad golfer train and wants to wants to better himself to be better for you know the whole group yeah, well, I, I guess it does put some <laughs> pressure on. I mean, it even feels like, you know, push pressure on me. Like, I don't want to tell everybody I just played terrible. I can't hit my driver and shot at 97 and I'm trying to, 
you know, we're trying to shoot in the 80s. Like, but imagine if we get like this whole community of bad golfers just all trying to get better together. And I think for me, one of the, the next things I need to do is we talked about this offline too, and I'm going to put this out to the world. And I'm not, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, Zach shares a lot with you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not that guy, right? Even doing a podcast, I'm a little bit more reserved and holding stuff back. So this is big for me to put this out there. But I think in order to get more consistent and get better at golf, especially after you know, is it a sport or not? And that episode cracks me up, but it makes me realize if I want to play well at a sport, I got to be athletic. And I don't think I'm athletic right now, so I got to get back into shape. got to take off the COVID, whatever it is, however many pounds it is now. Uh, You don't step on the scale, you don't gain weight, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's one of the next things I need to do, you know, and and maybe it doesn't help. Maybe, maybe not. But I think for me, that's one of the things I got to do. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I told you too. Like before, like with COVID and stuff, it got too easy to put on weight, right? You really weren't seeing too many people. You weren't doing stuff. And I've always been a big guy, but when you're not doing anything but showing up to work and then coming home and eating burritos and drinking beer and like you make out the golf course once a week, like it's too, it's too easy. So it's yeah. Like, when golf I'm is on... your exercise and for you, you've never yeah. walked a course. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not the healthiest the lifestyle. And up till recently I was drinking beer the whole time I was playing golf too. So it's like, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like I I've talked about like even just lifting weights to get a little bit more power in my swing. Like if I just did that, that'd make me a healthier person. You know, if I just start walking, you know, after make that part of my train, I'm, I mean, look how much I'm going to the driving range and hitting the balls in my backyard. Like I'm dedicated to wanting to get better at golf. What's one of those things? Well, yeah, one of my and, training aids like could be just walking for, <laughs> you know, www.walking.com. No, it's by walking lessons from us. <laughs> it's funny to say it, but honestly, like, you know, if you're an athletic, if you're playing football or even golf, those guys are training and working out. So why? Like, We'd be running drills trying... and stuff right now if we're playing football. If I'm you're, saying, if even, you're playing even baseball, you'd be hitting a ball every day. You know, you'd be, yeah. you know, yeah. Even pro golfers, they have a workout regiment that their coaches have them doing. They work on, you know, keeping the right stuff loose, keeping things strengthened, you know, because those guys are swinging the club very violently. I mean, look how many back surgeries and stuff Tigers had. Yeah. Like they're they're figuring out oh, workouts yeah, they're... to strengthen that stuff. So we golfers are golfing comfortably for their entire lives. So it's like me, you know, the big dude that I am, I'm sitting out there, probably have one of the weirdest and most like straining swings that someone could have. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I told you, I said, my diet plan now is going to be 35 diet Cokes and a bunch of M&Ms <laughs> every day because, you know, might as well embrace it. Might huh? as well embrace it. Yeah. But yeah. no, but why not make that part of my training? Like, Hey, I'm just going to go take a walk for a half hour. You know, I'm already swinging the clubs almost every day now. So might as well just put that on my training. I'm going to share something else with you. I guess it's like Brad sharing time today. I'm a little bit worried that you are going to blow past me. Why? Uh, and your golfing is, ability. I'm going to have a setback though. As soon as the snow starts flying. Yeah, but I'm not increasing enough to catch you. Like 
I've been steady for this whole year going back to January. We're six months in and I have, I'm trying to get better, but I just can't. Yeah. But then also too, like you have more of a life than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm just, I'm pretty much, I'm just like working for my business doing construction and then, you know, I'll go golf in the afternoon, like three, four o'clock, go golf, nine holes, come home, have dinner with the wife, watch some TV. Then I'll, get on and we'll play we'll play pga pga 2k21 for a couple hours at night then i go to bed Mm -hmm. like you have the kid everything once once me and the wife decide to have a kid life changes a lot you don't have like all that crazy freedom anymore because you got this little this little dude just trying to rely on you right you need to be there that needs its dad so it's like is golf the most important thing yes yeah i kind of (laughs) have a podcast for it we're trying to become successful in that and we got other things that's a big part of our life, like a recreation, things that make us happy. It's a it's a way to like cut out of this crazy world for four hours of on a weekend, right? Yeah. And it's funny that you said life because that's actually one of the things that worried me is like I was I was starting to realize like all of a sudden I'm starting to do other things that would have been golf. Yeah. Like well, yeah. it's easier to do that too because COVID's over. Right. If you people didn't know COVID's over, all right. Well, let's not Some say people, that. Let, let's just okay, let's okay. just let's just say that like the it's over in Pennsylvania. The restrictions are gone, right? Like yeah, no. the, the overwhelming things are open. And maybe up we should just more. cut this because we don't want to get nah, we're not cutting it, Brad. We're keeping <laughs> it. No, like you're right. Like I say that is a joke. COVID's over. We know it's still around, but things are opening up more like before you couldn't like people, always go people to are very comfortable traveling, going to restaurants, yeah. you know, playing like, basketball and, and doing stuff. That's in the thing. Large groups again, which is like you said, life. Yeah. Like if, if you and the wife or you and the family get invited over to somebody's house to have a barbecue that didn't happen a year ago. Right. So like, instead of going to that barbecue on a Sunday afternoon, you're on the course golfing with a couple of buddies that you enjoy being around, having a good time. Well, now the wife wants to go to this barbecue and you're like, Oh, I wanted to go golf, but I'll go to the barbecue. So like certain things are going to take place of it, but it's like, that's life. And once life gets busier, sometimes stuff goes down, but with the podcast, we're going to make sure we're trying to golf once a week. Right, Brad. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting my <laughs> rounds. I'm grounding. Yeah. I'm getting my rounds in once a week, but that's two for me. And it's, I don't know. You'd have to give us an actual number, but I, I do think it's seven for you. Well, it depends if you count like the nine whole round. Yeah, count. Actually, no. Yeah, because last weekend I played three rounds, two right. 18 hole and one nine. And, I and then play. I played I played four nine hole rounds during the week. And then I played two 18 this weekend. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. And essentially, and if, I played two this weekend. And then we got to go back two weeks right before the last time I played. So, yeah. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, so I'm gonna have all, to work. I'm gonna have to work hard to keep up with you. I think. Well, I mean, I'll give you all a little handicap update because I have enough rounds now to really tell you what my handicap is. Without nine whole rounds, I'm at a sixteen point three now. So, yeah, you're way pretty, under me. That's pretty realistic, though, for what I've been shooting. You know, um, obviously that round, that round of breaking the nineties helped brought that down a little bit, but. Yeah, it's good. I'll be golfing in another scramble tournament um, in three weeks, I think. No. Yeah, through three or four weeks, I'll be golfing in another one. So I'll have some content from that because I'll be, I'll be able to video some stuff too during that. You know, it's just a scramble. 
but yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to figure it out. I, I just, I can't let you run away from me. We got to be somewhat close. Not going to run and you're, away. Man. You're, you're four strokes better than me already. And you're playing a crap ton more golf and you're practicing a whole lot more. So yeah. Well, my life will get busy here eventually, <laughs> but Hey guys, I mean, it was, it was nice having this little talk again. We, I know we just did a little bit more of just a score round update thing today, but um, we got some good stuff, you know, coming up for you guys. Like we're going to have Brad's golfing partner Garrett on. Hopefully he has some more bad and funny stories to talk about Brad. He has Brad, one. I looked at him at one point and was like, have you ever seen anybody do that? I topped the ball about an inch. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we we need some stuff about Brad. Brad's too uh, conservative when he tells you about you know how good or bad he actually is, and uh, maybe you know next time too, Brad. We talk a little bit about our our PGA two K twenty one societies and stuff. Can maybe get some fans in on that play with us? Um, because if you guys wanted to, you're never gonna win because Brad's just too good at, go- at the golf video game. I'll just get um, better at video game golf, and you get better at real game real game real yeah. life golf i just want to put it out there if you ever shoot a minus uh 51 in a four round thing you think you would win right now brad comes out and shoots a minus 68 so he's really good at it if you guys think you could beat him join the society um we'll give that to you guys next episode we'll talk about it a little bit and uh you guys can join up and we'll play some tournaments together zach i think we also got to do a, a what's in the bag episode too um i think that'd be fun and then maybe we could talk about actually like for me buying clubs getting fitted maybe buying balls you know like how much money is worth spending you know is that new driver really worth it or not maybe that'll be like well, a little I'll bit of a you, debate or i don't know like the new callaway rogue st is definitely worth it it's most unfor- it's most yeah unforgiving it's the most forgiving driver did you buy and, it? No, but I'm oh. watching all these videos on it. It makes me want to get it. My wife will kill me if I buy that thing. The but, way you said it, I thought you bought it and didn't no, tell me. I, I wish. I, I was about wish. to be really mad. <laughs> this dude's but, golfing better than me and he has a brand new driver. Uh, I mean, I don't make that kind of money, Brad. <laughs> Callaway, if you want to send us uh, two new drivers, we'll take them. You know, if you guys are I, listening. I currently play a lot of Callaway, so. And speaking of uh, golf clubs, I mean, or golf like brands, Wilson, if you're listening to this too, you're the, I, I used a Wilson ball today and uh, that's how I shot under, under 90. So Wilson, if you want to send some stuff over, you know, I've, I've used your clubs for a while, but I'll, t- I'll take some of the high higher end ones. That'd be good. Yeah. The Wilson's <laughs> from Walmart don't count. <laughs> buying Wilson's. Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need some of the good, the good ones, but I'll tell you what, that's this is probably a good place to wrap it up, Brad. Um, it's obviously been fun talking to you again. I'll probably talk to you three seconds after this podcast is over, but uh, thank you to those who uh, tuned in this week to listen to our golf rounds. And you know, this has been another episode of Unforgettable Golf. Go out and play them rounds. And remember, always train those bones. Beaver Tales?